It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Alien Gear Holster Studios, this is American Gun, bringing to you the latest in our fight for the Second Amendment. Here is your host, helping to take on the anti-gun crowd, Jason Reeve. And welcome to Hour 2 of the American Gun Show. I'm so glad that you guys could be with us. Man, Hour 1 was a very powerful hour. And, you know, this is something that we first talked about Beto O'Rourke saying he was going to come for your guns, and then I pretty much lost my temper and lost a little bit of respect for an organization that I was proud to be a part of with the disgusting remarks that Marion Hammer had made. And then I finished it off with sh- showing basically the hypocrisy of Alyssa Milano, who wants to take your guns away have you stripped of your rights, but goes on to talk about we should make it harder for citizens to get guns. And she, of course, was flanked by the bullet uh, commie Fred Guttenberg. But here's the thing, and this is the thing that, you know, it kind of bothers me that Marion Hammer would attack people that I know in their heart of hearts are all for gun rights. And those people being um, Alan Gottlieb and those people being Rob Pincus. I'm going to try to reach out to Rob and see if I can get Rob on the show so he can talk about this because this was, uh, this was just completely unbelievable. Unbelievable. There are concerned members of the NRA who want to see change done with the organization. And yet we're basically being told by Marion Hammer that if you're not with us, you're against us. Absolutely un- unreal. Well, we're going to continue discussion. Now, again, as a program note, this would normally be the time that Samantha would be doing her women's segment on the show But again, because of what happened earlier this week with us losing Chloe, she's not going to be part of the show this week. Um, We look to have her back next week. So I do want to 
say this though. Thank you very much. There have been some listeners who follow the American Gun Show Facebook page. We are kind of revamping that page now. But some of you have reached out and talked about and, and you know offered your thoughts that you were thinking about us, you were praying for us, because this has been difficult. Uh, Chloe was like our third child. And me and my wife were animal lovers. If you're that kind of person that doesn't think your animals is not part of your family, you're there's something wrong with you because we treat all of our animals as part of our family. We have three dogs and she always has a special place in our hearts and we'll never forget her. All right, we're going to move on. Nancy Pelosi goes off on a reporter over a gun control question? Oh, yeah. Nancy Pelosi's been around this, this uh, merry-go-round a few times now. She's done this before and knows what the job entails, at least one would think she does. Especially in an era where President Donald Trump's outward hostility towards the press is framed as an all-out assault on the free press. She should know how the media works, right? Yet, apparently she forgot all about this when she was asked whether or not she should have called the House back into session early to deal with the gun violence problems. And she kind of lost her, her mind on that one. And I know it's kind of, for Nancy Pelosi, that's kind of hard to say, considering when she says really dumb things like, well, we have to pass the bill so we know what's in it. Yet apparently, you know, this one set her off. On Tuesday last week, San Francisco Chronicle reporter Taya Copan approached Pelosi on Capitol Hill and asked, quote, Do you have any regrets about not bringing the House back, into August, back in August to keep the flame lit on gun violence? End quote. Pelosi responded, quote, No, absolutely not. We did our jobs. The Senate was supposed to come back. Why don't you all get that straight? The Senate did not come back to pass the bill. I'm getting very angry about the stillness of, or the silliness of these questions. And she was pretty upset, apparently, by this. But continue, uh, Pelosi continued, adding that, quote, Lives are at stake. Senator McConnell is standing in the way. We've passed our bill in February. Members have had events all over the country to ask him to bring up the bill. Don't ask me what we haven't done. We have done it. And she continued to add, quote, If you are annoyed with my impatience, it is because people are dying because Senator McConnell hasn't acted. Why don't you go ask him if he has any regrets of all the people who died because he didn't act. Well, now, I guess, well, I don't know. I guess he shouldn't be, I, I guess he should be glad that she didn't label, label him a domestic terrorist like San Francisco labeled uh, gun owners and NRA members. But let's be honest here. This question was kind of a, a silly question. Pelosi didn't need to bring up the bring the house back in the session to deal with this issue, but 
it wasn't a it wasn't a silly question for the reason Pelosi argued it was. Here's the fact of the matter. The fact is, mass shootings aren't a gun control issue. It's a personal control issue. These people out here that are committing these crimes, they can't control themselves. They're filled with rage. They're filled with these this bent up this pent up aggression and then eventually when it boils over or and they snap and when they snap it goes in you know this this thing is you do that they snap and they go and they kill you know these people it's horrible it's terrible when these people lose control they go out and commit some of the most heinous acts that are out there But let's take away all the guns. They'll use a knife. Or they'll use a car. They'll make bombs out of easily available materials. Their rage and their anger and their hatred towards other human beings will never be satisfied. Let's be honest here. Mitch McConnell is not responsible no one has died because Mitch McConnell has uh, refused to bring H.R. 8 to a vote on the Senate floor. Or that McConnell's refused to pass whatever the House sees fit to send him. The bills don't make it because these killers exist. And to be completely honest with you, our politicians and even some people in the pro-community have done a horrible job recognizing it. When these people, these killers, go to plan these attacks, sometimes they plan these attacks out for years. So to be completely honest with you, this question that this reporter asked Pelosi was just completely ridiculous. It's not crap because Pelosi has done all this good, but because everybody in Congress and the media seems to be intent on asking the wrong things. The media is so busy trying to demonize gun owners, demonize guns, and let's not forget their complete hatred for the president. They are so blind when it comes to this that they can't look the other way and see there is another way, a different way, maybe even a better way. The question that Copans should have been asking is the question a lot of people should be asking as well, both in Congress and the media. The facts that they're not, there's not anything. You cannot legislate away evil. You cannot legislate away these people who want to do harm to others. It's just not going to happen. 
and this is something that we've talked about in the pro community, the pro gun community, for quite a long time. You take away the guns, then okay. I'm gonna go. You know what? To be honest with you, I'm gonna go a different route on this. Look what happened in London. They banned all civilian ownership of firearms. And one of the things that you hear from the left all the time is, well, look at when they banned guns in England, look at the, the, their gun deaths. Their gun deaths plummeted. You're right. Gun deaths did plummet. But you know what went up? Violent crimes. Stabbings. When those Muslim terrorists couldn't get their hands on guns in London, what did they do? They ran around and started stabbing people. They started hacking and stabbing and, and, and killing people that way. But yet, well, we didn't have, we only had 32 gun deaths. Because that apparently is supposed to be somewhat better that, you know, I'm under the, the assumption here, folks, that, you know, is it about saving lives or is it about taking, you know, or is it only about saving lives due to one type of way that you can commit a murder? That's all I'm asking. That's just the question that I have to ask. Because if this is about saving lives, then why aren't we addressing the problem like mental health and people not being held in prison for longer sentences? You know, you, you take a look at what's going on. Why are, let me put it to you this way. Why aren't we talking about Chicago? Why aren't these politicians talking about what is happening in Chicago? Some politicians are, but they're not the politicians that are calling for your gun rights. Oh, that's right. That's correct. It's because it's Indiana and Ohio's fault. It's Indiana and Wisconsin's fault. It's because of our loose gun laws, why the violence is so out of control in Chicago. But let me ask you this, folks. If the violence is in Chicago is so out of control because of Indiana, then why doesn't Indiana have the same problem that Chicago does? That's a very legit question to ask. Why don't we have the same problems in, in Indiana that we have in Chicago? Hmm. It's a pretty good concept. You know, I was down in Kentucky yesterday with my mom. And, of course, they know I carry a firearm. And, uh, you know, we went to visit my mom and uh, we were talking about the constitutional carry. And, you know, my mom, my mom said this, and, you know, this was kind of funny to me. And she said, you know, I'm all for people having guns. I'm all for the Second Amendment. I'm all for people carrying guns for self-defense. But down here, you don't know who has, who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. And I said, yeah, Mom, that's true. You don't know who the bad guy is and you don't know who the good guy is. But guess what? Neither does the criminal. The bad guy doesn't know who's carrying and who doesn't because in Kentucky, they know you don't have to have a permit to carry a gun now. They have constitutional carry. Where up in Chicago, they have FOID cards and, you know, you can get a permit in Illinois, but you got to get a FOID card. You got to go through a background check for that. You got to get your uh, safety class. You got to do all this stuff. All this stuff just to obtain a firearm. These ideas that Pelosi is pushing, they're not going to save lives. 
And the funny thing about it is, most Americans know that. That's why Trump was elected president. That's why the Democrats didn't take control of the Senate, was for that reason right there. So let's just be completely honest with it there, folks. All right, we're going to step for a timeout. We'll be right back after this. Are you looking for a versatile and unique facial? With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shield, Alpha Defense Gear has you covered. Head on over to their website at AlphaDefenseGear.com, where you will find everything from face shields, arm sleeves, hats, and more. They even have gear for your dog, which I love because I like to spoil the official American Gun mascot, Chloe. A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shape Shift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle. The Second Amendment Foundation is one of the most important gun rights organizations winning lawsuits at the state and local level, but we need your help. Join or donate at saf.org and help us win back your gun rights. This segment of American Gun is brought to you by Glock. Check them out at glock.com to find the perfect handgun for you. You can never go wrong with a Glock. All right, folks, welcome back to American Gun. And this is kind of going to segue from first segment into our second segment. And this has to do with what we were talking about. We were talking about gun control, then going into knife control. Well, there was an attack in Tallahassee. And a gun group asked, well, Democrats demand knife control. And... This was actually a press release from the Second Amendment Foundation in Bellevue, Washington. There was a brutal stabbing attack in Florida that, ha- that occurred on Wednesday. The Second Amendment Foundation asked whether congressional Democrats were now going to start pushing knife control. In a quote by Executive Vice President and Founder Alan Gottlieb, he said this, quote, Five people were brutally stabbed. The nation de- deserves to know whether Democrats will hold the suspect responsible or blames the knife that he used and and knife owners. Authorities say that five victims are being treated at a nearby hospital. Now, Mr. Gottlieb noted that there are, that this is hardly an isolated incident. He pointed out to an early August stabbing rampage in Southern California that left four people dead, and another incident in Massachusetts late last month 
that left two people dead and three people injured. And in California's Ventura County, authorities arrested a man for fatally stabbing a woman and her elderly mother two weeks ago. Alan Gottlieb said this in quote, Democrats and the gun prohibition lobby have been remarkably silent about these crimes. We've waited for someone to start complaining about an epidemic of knife violence. There are no background checks, no waiting periods involved in purchasing knives, and in any given year, according to the F annual FBI crime reports, more people die from stabbings than are killed with either firearms or with either rifles or sh shotguns. So maybe congressional Democrats need to start talking about knife control. End quote. We're calling Democrats and gun control extremists. Aren't we, folks? Isn't this just what we talked about in... Isn't this what we were just talking about in London? You had people who were being... They took away the guns and you started getting people that were being stabbed. Alan Gottlieb continued on. And he said... <laughs> the real issue here, he said, is that every brutal slain, regardless of the weapon used, the perpetrator should be held responsible. But only when firearms are involved do these knee-jerk crusaders demand action. And it's always aimed at guns and the people who own them, who had nothing to do with the crime. Alan Gottlieb continued to say, We are calling Democrats and gun control extremists out. If they're satisfied with, if they are satisfied to hold knife-wielding killers individually responsible, the same standard should apply when it comes to crimes committed with firearms. Millions of people who own knives and/or guns that have harmed nobody. So Democrats should stop threatening them like we're all criminals. End quote. It's a very good point, don't you think, folks? Don't you think that's a very, very good point that Alan Gottlieb just brought up? You see, here's the thing. Because I'm looking right here at the FBI crime statistics. These were people who died as a result of knives or cutting instruments. So let's take a look at this here. We're looking at total weapons. We have firearms. Handguns. In 2017, handguns killed 10,982 people. That was the total. Well, I'm sorry, not handguns. <laughs> Man, I, I looked at the wrong column there. Let me correct myself. I apologize for that. Total firearms deaths. We're talking murders, not suicides. Total firearms deaths in 2017 were 10,982. Of those 1,000 or 10,982, only 7,032 were with handguns. Rifles of all kinds, including the scary semi-automatic rifle, only attributed to 403 deaths. Shotguns were 264, and then other guns, 187. And firearm types not stated, 3,906. Well, when, then right under the next one, the next 
the very next bracket is knives or cutting instruments. There was 1,591 people were murdered with knives. Now, think about this here for a second, folks. Shotguns and rifles combined only accounted for 667 deaths. And yet, cutting knives and cutting instruments attributed to 1,591 deaths. You don't hear the Democrats screaming for knife control. We don't hear them screaming for, you need a universal background check to get a knife. Blunt objects, folks. Blunt objects. Clubs, hammers, etc. Or etc. Lead pipes, those kind of things. 467 people were murdered with blunt objects in 2017. Now why am I using 2017? Because 2018 isn't out yet. Still more than rifles. Still more than those scary black semi-automatic quote-unquote assault rifles, right? Look at personal weapons. Hands, feet, and fists, etc. 696. 696 people were killed with killed by bare hands and feet. What, that's not enough for you? You want more? Okay, let's go to the year before, 2016. You only had 378 people killed by rifles of all kinds. Only 261 were killed with shotguns. Then we go to knives and we had 1,632. Hmm. Let's go to 2015. In 2015, there were 258 people killed with rifles. Knives, 1,589. Let's go to 2014. Knives killed 1,595 people. Rifles, 258. And then in 2013, you had 1,490 people killed with knives, and only 285 were killed with rifles. But yet these politicians aren't calling for knife control. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. They're calling for gun control. And why are they calling for gun control? Well, it's pretty darn simple. The whole reason they're calling for knife or gun control is because everybody's scared of the gun, right? Everybody's afraid of that. But we've got to do something, right? But why are we doing anything about this? been several instances where this has happened. Several. But, you know, it is what it is. See, this isn't about, folks, like I said, this isn't about saving lives. This is about gun control. This is what this is about. It has nothing to do 
about saving lives. It's all about control. I've been saying that for years. You don't see these politicians talking about doing any kind of, you know, you don't see anybody talking about this. It's ridiculous. The Democrats aren't talking about banning knives and, oh, well, maybe it should be some, you know, maybe it should be some more difficult, but, okay, whatever. <laughs> I really don't know what to say to that, folks. It's it's really mind-boggling to me that here we have these politicians that are talking about, you know, gun control all the time, but they never want to talk about, you know, hey, we got to do something about these knives, right? <laughs> I know, it makes no sense. If this doesn't prove to you, folks, that it's not about saving lives. It's about disarming people. You see, the, the gun control, the gun prohibition lobby, as Alan Gottlieb, likes, Alan Gottlieb likes to call them, it's the fact that they don't ever talk about what's going on in Chicago. They don't talk about these knife attacks. They don't, they don't do anything. And they brainwash these people into believing that if we just had one more law, this stuff wouldn't happen. And like I said, there is no law out there that is going to stop a determined attacker. It's just not going to happen. But we've got to do something. Unreal. All right, folks, we're going to be back right after this. These are troubling times in America. Are you thinking about getting a gun and carrying it for defense of yourself and your loved ones? Would you know what to do if the unthinkable happened? Fortunately, there is an organization that can help. The United States Concealed Carry Association. The USCCA. The USCCA has training, education, and insurance. With a tenacious legal defense, if you ever have to defend the life of you or your loved ones, the USCCA is there for you. That's exactly why I am a member. The American Gun Show is proud to be partnered with the United States Concealed Carry Association. Head over to the American Gun Show Facebook page for exclusive offers or uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. As important as it is to take care of your gun, it's just as important to take care of yourself. An average woman wears about 515 harmful chemicals on an average day, and it only takes 26 seconds for those chemicals to enter the bloodstream. Welcome to Perfectly Posh, a spa-grade, naturally-based pampering product for both men and women. All products are made in the USA, and the company always runs deals like military discounts and buy five, get one. The company carries a variety of pampering products from hand creams and face masks to body wash and much more. All products are made with the highest quality and are affordable. My favorite is their Hips Don't Lie Cream. It has helped firm up the mom belly I have. So all the new moms out there, this is the cream for you. Visit my personal Posh Influencers website at JackieMartinez.po.sh or visit her Facebook page, Perfectly Posh by Jackie, to learn more. And remember to take a break from all that you do, relax, 
indulge, and enjoy some pampering. This segment of American Gun is brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. Visit uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. All right, folks, and welcome back to the show. And this is, uh, we're going to do a new segment. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. segment here at American Gun Show, and um, it is going to be, I'm going to ask a question. Now, this, uh, these questions that I'm going to ask are in the USCCA community. And the reason that I asked this is uh, I got asked uh, a while back ago if I wanted to join the USCCA community or committee. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. I'm doing bad when it talks about this, right? When, when I just slur my speech. And you know what the funny thing is? I don't even drink, and I, and I say some of the dumbest things, but whatever. <laughs> All right, the USCCA community. Now, the person who's running the community is Dawn. She is a wonderful person. Um, she's the manager there uh, at the community. And uh, this is a place where, you know, like-minded people can go and discuss the issues because we all know you can't go discuss them on Twitter or anything like that. I mean, if I was to ask this question on Twitter, God knows what I would have got in response. So I got permission from the USCCA to do this. And I think it's going to be a great segment because it gives kind of a idea of what's going on and how some gun owners are thinking about this and it's completely all and the the one thing is you know you don't see the kind of stuff that you see on twitter like where if you disagree with somebody they come out and they you know call you racist or 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 something like that you know a lot of the times we have some pretty good civil conversations uh, in this community, and I think it's it's a great segment that we're going to do. So I just want to say, Dawn, if you're listening to the show, thank you very much. Um, you know, you put together something very wonderful here. And the qu- the question that I asked was, and opened with was, there was a man in Lexington, Kentucky, who was banned from Walmart for life because he opened carried in Walmart. Now, as we know, Walmart asked shortly after the El Paso attack, Walmart asked that, or when Walmart actually made a decision that they weren't going to sell any more handgun ammo or ammo for AR-15s or anything like that, that they asked you not to open carry firearms in their stores anymore. Well, apparently this Lexington man said, nope, I'm going to do it anyway. Well, he was banned from Walmart for life for open carrying a gun in the store. Now, while the police have not filed any charges against this man, the Walmart has made him sign a statement that he is aware that he has a nationwide ban at all Walmart locations. Someone had called the police and said that the armed man was inside the store and acting suspiciously. According 
to that suspicious man, he was sitting in a lawn chair by the firearms counter waiting for help. So this was my question that I asked out into the community. And it was, so sitting in a chair is suspicious activity. Is that what we think is suspicious activity? Is Walmart justified in banning this man for carrying a gun openly? Keep in mind, Walmart did not ban guns from the store, just open carry. Wouldn't it have been easier if they would have just if this person would have just concealed carry to avoid the situation altogether? Took a drink right there. And the and I got about 16 replies on this. My first reply I got was from David38. Thoughts? The man was foolish to open carry in a Walmart, knowing that they did not want anyone doing so, and have made that policy known far and wide. The person who reported him for suspicious activity likely considered the state of being armed in public as suspicious. A lifetime ban seems extreme, more of a virtue signal, that's just that than a just response to the infraction. A temporary ban with a threat of a lifetime ban for a second offense seemed more reasonable. David, thank you very much for responding there. And David brings up some good points there. Walmart, it does seem a little extreme for Walmart to do that, but this person should have known better. Michael Seven, he wrote in and said, being banned from Walmart for life is giving gold to a thief. How could that possibly be a bad thing? <laughs> Michael apparently does not like the, uh, he doesn't like the Walmart, apparently. And that's okay. You know, that's okay. I have no problem. There's a lot of people I know that don't like Walmart. Craig Seven wrote in. He said, many states allow open carry of firearms without a permit, but a CCW is required for concealed carry. Walmart has been the target of several mass shootings. They could not protect these customers from these attacks, so they prohibit open carrying with firearms so that it's law-abiding customers that quite possibly don't have a concealed carry permit can't protect themselves. Besides, the open presence of a firearm could likely discourage these mass shootings or these mass attacks. I'm boycotting Walmart and any other store that has similar anti-gun policies. I encourage other firearms and Second Amendment advocates to do the same. Craig, thank you very much for writing in. And that is a very good point that Craig brings up. There are several states. Now, Kentucky was one of those states until earlier this year when they they uh, they passed the uh, or the constitutional carry down there in Kentucky. Um, in Kentucky, you can open carry a firearm without a permit. It was only if you concealed carried, you had to have a permit. So, until Kentucky passed constitutional carry, that was kind of the way it was. Michael won. He wrote in and said, There really isn't enough information in the original post for me to form an informed opinion on the event, but it does raise some questions. What happened to the Walmart's corporate statement saying they would address incidents of open carry in a non-confrontational manner? Did the store manager ask the gentleman to leave the store? Uh... Or did they just call the police and let them handle it? 
As for the ban from all Walmart stores nationwide, does a local store even have that authority? Shouldn't that come from corporate? If it was me, I would have would I never would have signed this document. I'm not going to criticize anyone who decides to boycott Walmart based on their principles. However, every responsibly armed American who carries regularly, open or concealed, boycotted Walmart, it would have little, if any, financial impact on the company. There just isn't enough of us as a percentage of their total customers to make a difference. Mike, Mike, that is a very, very good point. And I've said that here on this show. Even if we got all permitted gun owners to boycott Walmart, it's not going to do any harm to Walmart. It's not going to do any harm at all. And as for the ban, let me tell you this, Michael. I worked loss prevention for Walmart. And the store manager, the assistant managers, and the loss prevention associates, they have the authority to ban somebody from the store. Now, corporate can always overturn that ban, but if somebody was being a threat in there um, or something like that, yes, they do have the authority to do that. You have to keep in mind, this is private property. Walmart is not public land. It's privately owned. So just like anybody else who has privately owned property, they can make any decision that they see fit. We don't have to agree with it, and I'm with you. I don't agree with what Walmart did, but again, whether you carry, I like, I really like what Michael said here. If having a, it's all you being a responsibly armed American. And the point that I'm trying to get here with Michael is that do the right thing and just conceal your gun. You know, Spence, is this the same guy from the thread I started? Walmart was, Walmart, what are you thinking? If so, before Walmart came out and said no more open carry in our stores. Thank you. 45 IPAC. I read about this on another page. It isn't the whole story. After watching the video, I was appalled how the officers handled it. The officers who did all the talking is obviously not on our side and would be the type that send that they send to an act gun confiscation. Yeah, I saw the video too and uh it was it was pretty scary to be honest with you. They really didn't allow him to talk at all. Craig 7. Uh I believe here we got yes. They started this is where the community kind of takes over. <laughs> People start kind of talking with each other here. And Craig said, I live in Arizona. The Department of Public Safety has issued over 300,000 concealed carry permits in the state of Arizona. You don't need a CCW to carry a concealed weapon. I estimate there are at least twice that amount that carry firearms. If 1 million people boycotted the store, I would think it would make a difference. Besides, there are states where you can open carry without a permit. So that's kind of where they were kind of going into the discussion here. So what I'm getting from a lot of people here is that it just would be easier for you to conceal your firearm and go from there. And there is a point because we talked about this on the show last week. We talked about 
the advantages and disadvantages to concealed carrying and open carrying. So this isn't like it was something that was completely, uh, you know, out there. But I just want to thank you. Uh, and I just want to thank everybody who wrote in here. Looked like we had another great conversation that was uh, being had here. And, you know, this is what being part of the USCCA, this is what, this is what is, uh, it's all about. Like-minded people that can have a rational discussion, and of course we're not all gonna we're not all gonna agree on what we're doing here. You know, there's certainly some things that a lot of people aren't gonna agree on. But I like the ability to have a conversation with people and actually have a conversation. Let's see if we can find some common ground here, and we get that at the USCCA community. So, guys, if you want to join the USCCA community, go to community dot us concealed carry dot com i'm telling you you guys would love to be there uh again shout out to dawn you guys did and everybody at the uscca you guys did a wonderful thing here when you guys started this uh online discussion group and i do appreciate that all right folks we're gonna step away for our last time out and then we will be in with our guns and gear segment we'll be right back A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shape Shift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle. Are you looking for a versatile and unique face shield? Alpha Defense Gear has you covered. Head on over to their website at alphadefensegear.com where you will find everything from face shields, arm sleeves, hats, and more. They even have gear for your dog, which I love because I like to spoil the official American Gun mascot, Chloe. The Second Amendment Foundation is one of the most important gun rights organizations winning lawsuits at the state and local level, but we need your help. Join or donate at saf.org and help us win back your gun rights. This segment of American Gun is brought to you by Perfectly Posh by Jackie. To learn more, visit JackieMartinez.po.sh or her Facebook page, Perfectly Posh by Jackie. Welcome back to the show. All right, folks, and this is our gun and gear segment, and we are going to talk the best, nine best concealed carry guns by popular caliber, and this was done by uh, Pew Pew Tactical, and as I said at the beginning of hour one, Pew Pew Tactical is sponsoring the American Gun Show now. We are glad to be working with them. Uh, this is going to be just so exciting because they have a lot of good writers and experts over there at Pew Pew Tactical, and this is just great. This article was written by Trevor. Oh my gosh, I'm going to butcher this name, and Trevor, I am so sorry. But this was written by Trevor 
Dubowski. I hope I said that right. If I didn't, I really apologize here. But this article was written back on August 3rd of 2019. And this was the best concealed carry guns by caliber. And I think these are going to be some of the best the the best guns that you could possibly go get. And he starts out with what is the best caliber for concealed carry. And believe me, I get that a lot too. And it is a very good question, but you know, it comes down to your personal preference. I've always said that. Now, Trevor says here carrying a gun chambered in 45 ACP will be larger than one chambered in 380. That's just how it is and there's no way around it. But there's some things that you have to understand here. And one of the things that you have to understand is that you depending on the shooter, you know, you're going to have muzzle rise. You're going to be able for follow-up shots. This is why it's important to and why personal preference comes in. Because obviously somebody who's uh you know, like my friend Adrian, she's, you know, five foot nothing. I'm not going to put a 45 caliber in her hand because she's such a small woman. She would probably be better with a 380 or a 9 millimeter than going with a 40, a 40 caliber, a 357 Magnum, uh, I mean, 38 special, 389 millimeter. But for a guy like my size, you know, I carry a 45 caliber uh, during my summer carry and I carry a 9 millimeter in my summer in my winter carry. And the reason I do that is in summer carry, I, you know, you don't have a lot of layers of clothes. I live up in northern Indiana. Don't have a lot of layers of clothes. But I also like how the 45 caliber I have, which is the Smith & Wesson M&P Shield 45, you know, it's such a small gun and it's thin and I really like it for concealed carry. Now, in the winter time, I carry my Glock 19. But that's another thing that you have to consider if you decide to go with a large caliber or a double stack magazine, your gun will be physically larger. And if you're thinner or smaller bodied or like to wear tight clothes, the fact that carrying a gun will be very obvious. So that's something else that you have to look at too. Even more so when, if you're wearing those tight clothes, if you're carrying at the four or five o'clock position, it's, it's going to show. Clothing is another thing that you have to do when you're looking at concealed carry and you have to take that in now choosing a caliber for your concealed carry first is ask around ask people you know you know most people are probably going to tell you nine millimeter or a 45 ACP they're probably the most common you do have some of them guys out there that are like the only gun worth carrying starts with a four and ends with a five well, that's not exactly true because 9mm has come a long way in the last few years and 9mm has actually been adopted by the military and the FBI. They're better than your 45 caliber, it's better than your 45 calibers or your 40 Smith & Wessons. One thing I can say though, and I do know a few people that carry 22. While carrying 22 LRs, can deter an attacker, it's not really recommended for concealed carry. But if that is the only gun that you're going to carry, then carry it. I mean, that's... They have some difficulties penetration. But the thing is, 
a lot of people go with 9mm because 9mm is the cheapest out of all the ammo and it's readily available. You know, 45 caliber, I think, I think if I read correctly in an article not too long ago that your 9mm rounds tend to cost about 20 cents less than your 45 caliber rounds, your 45 ACP. So, uh, you know, I'll definitely look into that and make sure that 100%. But the most common that you're going to get is 9mm and 45. So we have a couple choices here. You know, Trevor put up a couple choices here, some good guns. And everybody has their favorite guns. And they're, you know, people are, of course, are probably going to write into this show. And they've wrote into Trevor talking about, you know, hey, you know, I don't know about this, but I like this gun, I like this caliber, and that's fine. That's why I said it comes down to personal preference. But 9mm. The 9mm concealed carry category is packed with a lot of good choices. Also keep in mind that most manufacturers make a 40 caliber and a 9mm the same size frame, so, he's, so Trevor's only going to list the 9mm here. And his number one choice is, of course, the Smith & Wesson M&P Shield. And I like the Smith & Wesson M&P Shield as well. When I was looking to get my first 9mm, my first carry gun, I was really debating between the Shield and the Glock 19. I took the, the Glock 19 because the Glock 19 had more round capacity than the uh, Smith & Wesson Shield. But one thing I can tell you about this, it's a good size for concealed carry, but it's large enough to get your whole hand on the grip. It's smaller than a lot of your compact guns, but it's bigger than a subcompact. And it's only about an inch thick. The Shield and the Shield 2.0 series that just came out also come in a variety of calibers too, such as the recently introduced Shield 380 Auto and the Shield 45 caliber, which is a gun that I have, and I really, really do like it. And you can find, now Trevor less listed the price here of the Smith & Wesson M&P Shield 2.0 for $420 at Cabela's. Not a bad deal for a gun there. His number two is the Sig Sauer P365. Now they call this gun the Micro Compact for its size, but it holds a lot of ammo. And it's one of the favorites of 2018. This gun was actually giving the Glocks a run for their money because the Glock 43 came out and it was widely popular. And Sig said, oh, we got to get in on that. To be completely honest with you, I kind of compared the Sig P365 more to the size of a Glock 26 than I do the Glock 43. But... It holds 10 plus one rounds, and it is a single and it is a single stack magazine. This keeps the width of the gun actually small. While there have been some production of other, uh, there have been some production issues with the the Sig P. Man, I'm getting tongue tied. There have been some production issues with the Sig P365, but they've pretty much ironed them out. And not long ago, you know, they did actually get some of these guns to come back voluntarily. But 
I think Sig's pretty much ironed them out, and it's a great gun. I've shot the, this gun, and it, I loved it. I shot it over at Blyce and absolutely loved that. Um, you can find the Sig P365 at $499 at Brown Mountains. And I'm sure you can probably find these cheaper, too. Number three, and gun I was kind of just talking about here, was the Glock 43. And the Glock 43 was their single... They finally... You know, the thing with the Glock was... Glock fans were calling for a single-stack Glock for a long time. And then when Glock finally came out with a single-stack, it was the Glock 42. And people were kind of like, oh, man, but... It wasn't shortly after that the Glock 43 came out. And the Glock 43 was widely popular. Still is very popular. The only downside that I really have with the Glock 43 is that it was only a 6 plus 1, which was disappointing to me. But when you put it in a holster, it can disappear. That gun can disappear. And the grip is a decent grip for that small single stack 9mm. And it's a Glock. So we know it's going to work because Glocks are known for their reliability. You cannot go wrong with a Glock. And you can see Glocks too at Glock 43. It's about $449 at Brownells. But the other thing that happened though too is I guess... Glock kind of listened to guys like me who said we don't like kind of where you went with the the capacity here. So then they came out with the Glock 43X, which holds 10 rounds. That is a beautiful gun, let me tell you. Number four is the Taurus G2C. Now, I know last Sunday we talked a lot about the Taurus G2C. And it's a budget gun. So, I mean, you're looking at a gun that is $200.00. Or less. I mean, I found one for $179. And Tauruses work. They work great. Now we're going to move into the 45 calibers. And the 45 calibers, uh, there's a lot of good choices out there. Like I said, I love my Smith & Wesson M&P Shield uh, 45. It is awesome. But you have a lot of other good guns that are out there as well that are just as great. And one of them is the Springfield Armored XDS. The XDS, even though it had some issues a while back ago, they've ironed them out, and it's a great choice. It's a large caliber in a small frame, and it's thin and easy to conceal, a combination that isn't easy when you're dealing with a 45 caliber gun. Because of shorter barrel and large caliber, it kicks, and it could be more difficult for reacquiring a target. It's a great gun but you're really going to have to do some training with this gun in order to get those second shots. And you can find that for about $480 at Brownells. Number six is the FN FNX 45. It's the biggest gun that he has on his list here, but it's a compact size. So the barrel is a bit long, longer, and if you're looking for something for somebody that's got large hands, this is a great option. Um, I shot. I have shot this gun before. I absolutely loved it. This was a gun. I mean, you're talking about a 45 caliber that can hold 17 rounds. 
It is awesome. Love that gun. And the FNX 45 you can find for about $700 at Brownells. And the FNX 45 Tactical, you're looking at over a grand for that gun. All right. Now let's talk about 380s. 380s are very concealable guns. We call them mouse guns or pocket rockets. 380 is kind of what we like to call the short 9mm because a 380 is about the same width as a 9mm. It just doesn't have as much gunpowder behind it. But that doesn't mean there aren't some good guns out there. If you're one of them people who like to have that deep concealment gun, you can, these guns work great. And one of them that's on the list here is the Ruger LCP-2. And I got to tell you, I owned this gun for a little while. Um, it was a fun gun to shoot. It's just that I couldn't really acquire my targets very well with this firearm. So I wound up selling it to my father-in-law, and he absolutely loves it. But this is a great pocket gun, or even if you use it as a backup weapon. It's a 7 plus 1, and it's... A very small gun and it's great I absolutely loved it I actually did carry it as my backup gun for a long time before I sold it to my father-in-law so that's another good choice for you and you can find it for about 300 bucks number eight is the Glock 42 is it this is a great choice my wife actually carries this gun it's what we were talking about earlier it was a single stack not uh, 380 and the Glock fans are kind of a little bit PO'd about it not being a 9mm, but my wife absolutely loves this gun. And it's a Glock, so you can't go wrong with the reliability. So it's $399 at Brownells. Now let's talk about 38 Specials. At number 9, we have the Bodyguard 38 Revolver with a Crimson Trace laser in it. Oh yeah, we're pulling up the lasers now. Smith & Wesson makes a lot of revolvers, and a lot of them have a 38 Special version. And this is a great version to carry here. Um, especially for, you know, you get a lifetime warranty with Smith & Wesson. Alright, got two to go, and we're running out of time. You can find the Smith & Wesson m Bodyguard for 470 then we have the Ruger LCR revolver. You can find that for about 500 bucks. It's a lightweight revolver, aluminum frame, and the same polymer parts that make it a great carry gun. And then finally, for our 38 Special, we have the Ruger LCR revolver for about $500. Again, it's a small revolver. It also has a crimson trace built into it. And if you're not into semi-automatic handguns, Revolvers are the way to go. My mother-in-law carries a revolver simply because she can't manipulate slide on a firearm so or on a semi-automatic firearm. So we are looking forward to doing this uh, further. We've just run out of a little bit of time here tonight. All right, folks, if you enjoyed the show, thank you very much for listening in. You can follow us on Facebook at The American Gun Show or JasonReeve81 on Twitter, or you can go to American Gun online. That is our website page. Until we meet again next week, I want you all to take care of one another, stay safe, and remember, an armed society is a free society. Good night, everybody, and enjoy your week.